What is up, everyone? This is episode, oh my god, 17, I think? I think. No, I think it's 18. I think it might be 18. Anyway, today's <laughs> guest is Christine, another burn ambassador on the mic, um, also responsible for my blonde phase. Um, what's up? Hello. Actually sounds really good. Are you ready? Why are you, you Don't be nervous. I'm scared, but let's do this. We only have 45 minutes. The door's been locked. Only one of us is getting out alive. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, that's another <laughs> podcast I do. Sorry. <laughs> getting all these confused. All right. You ready to go? Question number one. Everyone wants to know. Um, seriously, I've had like three to four messages about our questions 
that were all the same. Uh, basically, how you got started with your fitness uh, journey, how you where you started. Did you start at Burn? Because obviously, uh, if people don't know, you and Chelsea are basically OGs together. You guys have known each other for a long time. But yeah, let's hear it. okay. So I would say Burn would be like the first gym that I actually became a member and stayed with. But before that, um, I started with doing like the beach body. I follow like Shailene Johnson. And she did this turbo fire thing. And it was like the only thing that I could actually stay at home and actually do the whole thing without quitting. And I just liked her energy. So I, was, I did that for a while. Then did a little like Zumba classes and hip hop dancing. And then when I saw this for Burn Boot Camp, um, I kind of thought of it like it would be like a biggest loser kind of thing. Yeah. So I was like, Chelsea, we got to do this. Like I constantly was like, Chelsea, we got to do this because. This is when like the, the free 30 days was When the free 30 days popped up on Facebook, I saw it and I thought, hey, this is probably like a good like jump start, biggest loser, lose a ton of weight, go from there. And of course, because I'm always scared of everything, I have to make Chelsea do it with me. So, and after that, like, we've just, I've just always been here. I, I love it. What was your first day like? First day was super scary. Um, I went and picked up Chelsea. Like, for the first couple of months, we rode together. And it kind of helped us, you know, because we were both kind of like, what is this going to be like? Right, you're both going in without knowing yeah. anything about it. Yeah. Which I didn't know what burn was until I moved here. Like it hadn't been in St. Louis until after I started working here. Right. It kind of just kind of popped up from nowhere. Pretty much. So you really didn't know what you were. Because Ann Hendersonville was the first burn in Nashville. Yeah. Like Mike and Abby were the first ones that opened here. mm Mm-hmm. So there was really nothing to kind of like, kind of like creep up on like, hey, what is this about? You kind of just went into it. But, I mean, I loved it. You know, it's helped me in so many ways. And why do you keep doing it? Um, I keep doing it. Or just you do. I mean, general, like, fitness in general, you're clearly interested in. Yeah. Where you weren't always, or were you? Well, I would say it would start, like, for my senior year in high school. I wanted, I was thinking about joining the Army, So I went to a military school, and it was ran by, like, the National Guards. You went to a military school? For my senior year. Okay, continue. And, like, stayed there, like, in bunks, uniforms. The whole thing was around that. Towing the line, um, getting dressed. Like, you had to be showered and dressed and ready in, like, a certain amount of, like, it was crazy. Being out at 4 in the morning, running miles you know i was like okay after that i was pretty fit you know yeah. doing push-ups doing all that stuff but obviously i did not join the army after um it just wasn't for me that's still cool it's a cool experience it was a cool experience i learned a lot um i enjoyed it but then kind of after that i just kind of always i feel like i always like trying new things 
um, kickboxing, doing the Zumba, doing the beach body stuff. Um, right. Essentially anything that's constantly varied tends to work for more people. Like how every day is different here uh-huh. and like any gym that's kind of like that where it's like legitimately different every day, not like the same circuit style, yeah. but different exercises. Yeah. It tends to help people adhere longer. I feel like for, yeah, for sure. Cause it gets boring if you're doing the same thing. Right. Someone asked, um, when are you planning, are you going to plan on competing this year? And weightlifting. I so want to do that. Okay. Um, Would you be willing to travel? How far? St. Louis. By myself, we're going to road trip. I'll do it with you. I can do that. It's kind of soon. When? You got a couple months. I think I can prep for a couple months. Okay. But the only thing that scared the hell out of me. To be continued. <laughs> I'm down. I, you know I want to compete so yeah. bad. Um, was the last podcast I heard, is it really like Uh-oh. you said, uh. is like one, is, is it really like all eyes on me, no music playing in the background? It's, yeah. It's Cause legit. that's intense as hell. So <laughs> if you, if you were to sign up, you have to declare your openers. So what you think you're going to open up with, cause you get three chances in the snatch and then you get three in the clean and jerk. If you miss all three in the <laughs> snatch, you're mm-hmm. done. You're done for the day. So okay. that's why it's just so it, – it is a lot of pressure. Yeah. It really is. But for your first one, like, as long as you go conservative for your, your first lift and just get one, yeah. get a lift under, it's – I'd never miss my opening lift. And I can't imagine doing so because mentally <clears throat> that has to suck to, mm-hmm. like, prepare all this time. And then you mm-hmm. lit, you get one pull, and if you miss it, yeah, then you're in the hole. You have two more chances instead of three more chances. But um, there is no music. There's some. Uh, there's a weightlifter called John North <laughs> that started uh, some weightlifting federation because there's only one. Like powerlifting has like tens of twenties of federations, like international mm-hmm. powerlifting or U- United States Powerlifting Association or whatever they are. I don't really know them. Uh, weightlifting only has one. It's just you saw. Yeah. So it's like Olympic because it's Olympic sport. But because of that, at the Olympics and anything that's sanctioned by USAW, it's dead, dead quiet. Mm-hmm. All that's on there, you get a one minute. You get one minute once you're on the clock, and then it'll buzz at thirty seconds. Okay. But the rest of it is pretty silent. And as far as like choosing weights and like, because let's say this is getting real, mm-hmm. there's strategy to it. So yeah. if if you you're going for your second attempt, let's say you made your first one, you hit just for the sake of numbers you hit 100 kilos and you're clean and jerk or something like that and then your next weight was 105 if somebody wants to do 106 someone wants to do their second attempt and they know that you're going to do 105 they'll do 106 so you have to go again in a minute oh as opposed to waiting the turn so then you have a chance you can go 107 yeah and then they have to go or declare more so like there's a lot of okay there's some head games that can go on during it but it's nothing like it'll be a local meet. It won't be anything yeah. big or scary. No. I'm not even I'm not registered with USAW, so I won't be a sanctioned lifter. So I can't even win if I won. Okay. Which it's like a fifty dollar membership. That's just not worth it to me. I got you. <laughs> okay. So I definitely want to do it. Yeah, let's do the St. Louis thing. Um, the biggest thing is going to be um, mental for me. Yeah. It, you know, as long as I get out of my head, I think I can do it. I think like. You would, you need to be like maybe 
think about doing or pursuing some powerlifting stuff as well. Because I think is if you start to like get some of that explosiveness through your legs and the yeah. weightlifting, that's when it's going to start to click. And also just tens of thousands of repetitions with the barbell yeah. is the only thing that's really going to help yes. as far as that goes. But mm-hmm. powerlifting, like one max lift, I think that you'd like a lot because that's bench, squat, deadlift. Those are the three lifts. Okay. We'll have to look into it. Yeah. That sounds fun. It's, I mean, the the more you try, you just don't want to burn out. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Of whatever you're doing. For sure. For the most part. Um, do you have a Mike Jones story? <laughs> the Mike this Jones. This is my question. <laughs> Mike no one Jones. else's question. Well, it's Paul Wall. Was he there? Mike Jones wasn't there? Um, well, Paul Wall's the one that asked. So, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, they obviously all hung out together. Where was this? This was in, in Houston? Lake Charles. For uh, okay. some reason. Lake Charles, Louisiana, correct. Louisiana. In my high school. That's where you went to high school? Where'd you grow up? Let's, we need more <sighs> oh, background gosh. information. Okay. We have 33 minutes. It's a long story. Let's hear it. Born in Brooklyn, New York. Um, okay. Elementary school years, I went back and forth from New York and Puerto Rico. I was just going to say, why Puerto Rico and New York? That's a huge thing. There's a giant population, correct? <laughs> We're New Yorkians. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, what's the actual, what's the Puerto Rican way of saying it? Isn't there, or is it? I mean, that's how I say it. Okay. I would probably be more with a stronger accent, <laughs> but Where'd the because, accent go? I don't know, Louisiana, it's like, <laughs> what's happening? Um, anyway, back and forth. Between. Back and forth, Puerto Rico, um, New York. Then I did a year in Cali. Where? Um, Palmdale. Went to school there. Shout out Afro Man. <laughs> Palmdale. <laughs> That's when I did a little bit of soccer. You know, like sports. All I did was like a season of things. So I played soccer for a little bit there. You have to if you're Hispanic. Especially, yeah. And then in California. That or boxing. For real. <laughs> and baseball. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then after California, we went to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, like Charles, Louisiana. Then after the hurricane, I came up here. And that's, I've been stuck here. <laughs> so you literally came here because of the hurricane? Yeah. And then how did you meet like Chelsea in that group? So I met... By, by the way, I learned that Carly was like a part of your group. She was. But she... Because we were talking to the, the joint the other day because she was there. And I was like, how did you... How did it take you long this long to join the gym? Yeah. If I'm learning that you guys knew each other for this. Time? I know. I know. Because we always post about it. But yeah, Carly, Chelsea, we all worked at Chili's. And that was like... At Chili's. At Chili's in Gallatin. Yes. That was a really long time ago. Um, what was the question? Where am I from? Just continue like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, that you landed here. How I you got to know here. Chelsea and yeah. Carly and all that. Yeah. Chili's. It took a while to kind of open so up. <laughs> how did, was this Hendersonville, Gallatin? In Gallatin. Okay. Yeah. And you just landed here by chance? Like how, why specifically Gallatin? <sighs> I landed here in Hendersonville. Um, okay, so Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. I was going into New Orleans to kind of party and do the New Orleans thing. People were, like, evacuating, and they were telling us, you can't check into the hotel. 
and we were like, we just got here. We're going to party. Yeah. What a bummer. So we stayed until they were like, no, now you have to leave. <laughs> yeah. So then we Something's left. happening. The levee broke. We got a night. So, okay. Um, then we left. It took forever to get back to, like, this should have been like a three-hour trip. It took like 20 hours just to get back to my hometown. Um, then, so when you, let's say you get, when you're about to get out of it, like, how close to, like, like flooding everything was it like within minutes without within no, hours no no like hours like okay. not minutes so you evacuated i mean in a smart way like at the last possible time that we could but in enough time to yeah. be safe so then two weeks later hurricane rita came to like charles where i lived and we were told to evacuate we i just went to a different town um that hurricane, we kind of like were in a house. It was my oldest son's like uh, first birthday, so I remember all I remember is hurrying up, making him a birthday cake before the power and everything goes out, and calling my parents, you know, telling them I love them, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then it kind of started, you know, flooding. Yeah, all that stuff started happening. What it was really scary because. They kept saying, like, write your social security number on your arms, things like that. And it just was like, oh, my God, like, this like is Like, super practical stuff that you don't want to hear. Uh, yeah. Like, this could be the end. Right. You know? So, hours later, you know, it happened. We, we were okay. Um, I think the worst thing was the aftermath not being able to get the help that you needed. You're kind of like stuck there. It took a while for the National Guard to be able to come in there and bring us like water and things like that. Well, like at that point, nothing like that to that degree had happened anywhere. I don't mm -hmm. think. I don't think. And even if it had, like it was a unique situation because they thought that they had enough, high enough, you know, levees to keep it out. Yeah. But clearly it didn't happen. But, and no, and it just took, like, a long time for people to get out there to help. Um, That's when uh, Kanye went off on George Bush with Mike Myers. I mean, yeah, yeah. Was because, he right? Yeah, because... Well, not specifically. I mean... Well, maybe. You know, FEMA, all that stuff was just really, like, you guys can't do better. Like, why is it taking you so long, you know? I, I just think there's a better way. Um... And I know, like, talking to my parents after that, my mom would just say, well, they're not really talking about it. You know, like, she was like, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal. And it's like, no, it's horrible right yeah. now. So things like that, I you mean, know? Yeah, there was, I'm sure there's, like, horrible things that just weren't covered. And mm -hmm. as far as, like, FEMA goes, I imagine they have workshops and lectures and studies about what to do. But yeah. until it happens... They if, don't know. I mean, you don't know like, what to do. They're just like, oh. There is no real plan for that. There's no way there can be. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, having to have a intensity curfew. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't be out late. Like, you had to have a curfew. Um, And just, like, they gave us, like, military food. Like, little pack, you know. like these, Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to feed my one-year-old this? I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's gross, but it is, like, they... Pack it with calories. It like that small like, amount of food is like extremely calorically dense. It was just so crazy. It's intense. Mm-hmm. 
So you're in Gallatin. Mm-hmm. Were you doing hair at the time? Um, no, I was a bartender. Well, when I first came here, I went to Applebee's in Hendersonville. I was a bartender. <laughs> Remember all good old that? Some Chili's Applebee's <laughs> tension. <laughs> I know. Wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> that happened. Um, then moved to Gallatin and then... I mean, forever, I think since I was like 15, I was like a server slash bartender. And then you started doing heroin? Um, so after around like, let's say 2015, after I was going through my divorce, um, I knew that I was about to be a single mom. I just needed to do something better. Yeah. At the time, I was... This was 2015? So, like, in 2014, it started. I came here in 2016, 17? I mean, I was going... My divorce took, like, three, four years. At the time, that's how kind of burn kind of fit into it, too. So... Right, okay. It kind of all just helped. So Yeah. So I decided, um, let me, because I was going to school to be a dental hygienist. I still have like, you know, too much time. I was like, that's going to be too long for me to do that. Um, So I figured I've always had an interest in just being creative, you know, with the hair and makeup, just all the fun things. So I decided, let me go do this. I'm going to go to school. Did that, graduated. Now I love what I do. So it's fun. It's awesome. I love it. I was looking um, back at an old pic of the, the platinum silver. Bro. I know. Looking like Taylor Hicks, bro. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Taylor Taylor Thick. A little more. Yeah. That's American Idol reference. <laughs> Those memories. Um have you had pop any, up on Facebook. Have you ever had any like crazy clients? Like stories like that? Like like irate ones that are like pissed off at you or don't like it or I feel like... Or telling you crazy stuff, or like oversharing oh with you. That has so, to happen. That, see, that's the one thing that always happens. Because, like when I said I was going to go to school, my mom was like, how are you going to do that? Because I'm so anxious, and how are you going to talk to people? Um, but the thing about it is, because I'm so quiet, I'm a great listener. So you can sit uh, in my chair, yeah. and you can tell me whatever you want. <laughs> And I'm going to listen, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, girl. Or, oh, you know, it's perfect. Um, people will say just about anything in that chair. It has to be pretty entertaining. It is entertaining. I want to hear a story. Do you have any that come to mind at all? Okay, the one story. You don't have to mention names. Okay, Susie, Susan. <laughs> Go straight for it. <laughs> but the, just... Things like this woman will say, you know, she's just like, well, my business partner, we're staying at a hotel, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't ask her anything. I was just like, hey, how are you? Yeah. And here we go. Yeah. Her business partner, this and that. And then she goes, well, I'm kind of upset because we've been dating for over a year now. He won't break it off with his wife. I don't know what. She's dating the business partner? Yes. Okay. That's married. Right. And for over a year now, he's been telling her, um, we're gonna, we're working on it. And I'm just like, this is a classic case of someone that knows the right answer, but just doesn't want to like hear it or admit to it. Like she knows it's never going to happen. You know? And it's like, 
she's telling me this. And she's an older woman. Like, you know better by now. You think? Um, I mean, you think. And just going on about it. And I'm just like, oh, you know, all I could say was, well, maybe this isn't for you. You know, maybe it's time you think about yourself. Because I don't like the cheating, and it makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, well, the fact, I'm like, woman. For, like, her, who's essentially a stranger, to be, yeah. like, to be like, what should I do? <laughs> That's terrifying. I'm like, maybe you should stop, <laughs> uh, split the business up, and let's start over. You know, I don't know what's going on That's there. It's all bad. It's so crazy. And then you have times where people, like, I had a lady come in here. She was really upset, crying, because her husband had just passed away. She wanted to get ready for the funeral. So just by me, you know, giving her a couple of highlights, it just made her day. Yeah. And I could just listen, like, whatever you want to say. Yeah, when, you're getting a new, when you get a new haircut, you're, like, feeling yourself for that day. Yeah. For sure. I love that. I, I love helping people yeah. feel like that, for sure. Do you have any uh, stories of you or embarrassing stories of Chelsea or embarrassing stories of you and Chelsea or any stories of you guys like getting into shit and trouble that you shouldn't have? Anything. Um, okay. Do I... <laughs> She's going through the Rolodex. <laughs> like, all I can say is, because I'm not going to get all into details in here, but... This is like some episodes are PG, I don't, some are R, so it's all up to you. I don't know. All I'm going to say is that I had my group of, of people, you know, and every time after work, I was the place that everyone came. We all hung out, and it was the same people, and we had fun. <laughs> I can't get Christine, it. Christine, that is absolutely nothing. <laughs> Uh, I don't it know. It doesn't have to be that specific story. What? Okay, look. When, <laughs> what really changed, what really took things to the next level is when I decided to get one of those little fire pits. Okay. And for some reason, we loved making a little fire outside. Sounds like I can relate. Midwest trash, continue. <laughs> I guess that's what that is. <laughs> So, there would be times where we're just drinking, hanging out, and it comes to the point where you're just like, let's say it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and you're like, oh, shit, we need more. What else are we going to burn in this fire? It's about to go out. I mean, just us just being in the yard looking for random things to just throw in this fire. And that's where I said where, you know, Chelsea one time was like fixing the fire, and she goes, this is how you tend to fire. And I was like, what the, what do you talk, what's tend to fire? And she's like, I got this. <laughs> I'm like, do it, do it. Who knows she was an outdoors woman? She is. Tending to fire. <laughs> Tend to fire. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but. So you guys just would like play Parcheesi or Apples to Apples when you guys would hang out at the, <laughs> at the house, at the crib? Yeah. Just categories? Exactly. No, we just kind of hung outside. <laughs> With that fire. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Christine. <laughs> All right. I have a deep question for you. Okay. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Mm. Oh, boy. <sighs> yeah, that's deep. 
real quick while you're thinking. Like, you can keep thinking. Okay. I'm just going to talk to I'm going to talk to the people. Okay. Christine, like as far as keeping thing like as far as an OG goes, like she's been here long like just like Becca and Chelsea, she's been here longer than I have. Um but like as far as like us talking off mic or for by ourselves in here, like 100% like I never feel like I'm not being myself when I'm with you because you're super chill. And, like, I feel like you're just not a judgy person in general. For sure, yeah. So, I don't know. I get that. It's cool. <laughs> I am chill. <sighs> what I would tell my 18-year-old self would be maybe listen to my parents more. <laughs> I think everyone would I think that would have been, like, really good. Um, maybe change like maybe stick to school you know college maybe i should have got that done out of the way instead of being a kind of a little everywhere um also i think the biggest thing would be because of my anxiety disorder and how long it took for me to be diagnosed i would say try to get help earlier because it affected a lot well, how did you come to recognize it was happening? Because I think my, from, like, my own personal experience, I didn't, like, if I felt symptoms of anxiety, like, everyone has anxiety, but it's different levels. There's, yeah. There's definitely levels to it, 100%. And I don't, I'm not, like, super anxious. But anytime I would feel it, I would, like, I would say it was, like, oh, this is something else. Like, or this is normal. Uh-huh. Like, I would feel like it was normal. And then just recently, probably within the last year or two years, I realized it was like, I think this might be anxiety. For real. That's how it is. So um, when did you come to like your realization of like, this isn't necessarily normal. I don't think everyone else is mm-hmm. feeling it to this degree. So I would say I have had anxiety since 15. I've always had something, maybe like a depression, anxiety, something happening. Now, we're at this is a time, this was like over 15 years ago, where you're not, mental health wasn't really, we're not talking about it, you know? It's still relatively, like if someone brings it up in conversation now, unless it's like a group of extremely like liberal people, yeah, it's awkward. It, yeah. It's awkward for sure. Yes. So think of a time where we really didn't talk about it. Then, I, you know, we right. got a Puerto Rican household. We're not talking about <laughs> anything. So growing up like that and... Sp- there's no Spanish word for anxiety. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? Okay. No. So just going through that. I mean, there were times my anxiety, these panic attacks were so bad that there were a couple of times where I passed out and woke up in a hospital bed going, where am I from a panic attack? Now. Induced by what? Like, was it specific situations or was um, it anything? I would say also at this time, this is when I was in not a so great relationship. So these 10 years I was with this person that saw something was happening, but would constantly say to me, quit it. That's in your head. You're being dramatic. Stop. So then you add 10 years of that. It's really hard for people to understand it if they never felt it to like how you're feeling it. Like if you don't know about it. Like, and then Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just like. 
irate, angry, ignorance. Oh, yeah. Because I guess they don't... I think some people don't know the, how to handle it. Like, if you were mm-hmm. have, like, so they re- resort to that. But obviously, there's much better ways yeah. to help someone yeah. in the situation than to be like, just, like, quit being anxious. Oh, right. thank you. Right. I feel right. better now. I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep your eye on the ball. Thanks, oh, coach. Yeah. But after the divorce started... Um, I just didn't take, you know, this, this was, was after 10 years. This was after 10 years. Okay. This is around, let's say 2014, 15. Is this, when did you, what, what age did you meet this guy? It was right after the hurricane. Like as soon as I get, I met him at Applebee's. Oh, okay. So it was here. So 2005. Okay. Yeah. Continue. So going through the divorce, I just, it just was a lot. I was going through a lot. I finally, for I mean, people kept saying, go to therapy, go to therapy. Um, another thing about an anxious person, going to therapy and meeting a new person and talking to them, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, I think anyone would be nervous. To, so it took time to, yeah, to be able to be like, let me do this. So I did it, and guess what? These therapists... They know what anxiety is. They know you're going to sit there. It's almost like they went to school. It's right. It's like, how did you know I was going to act like that? It's like, I might not look at you when we're talking. They totally get that. So it made me feel comfortable. And then that's when I was diagnosed. They're like, you have an anxiety disorder. And when they were explaining it, you know, over time, it just kind of all made sense. Like looking back. I was like, that's what was They're happening. They're just like naming things that... Yes. And you were like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. all makes sense. <laughs> like the sweaty, the... Sometimes I was like, I can't think. Sometimes I can't think. It's like a fog. It's so overwhelming that it's like numb. You just don't see anything. And that was all part of it. And I was like, wow. So it really helped me with that. Um, and then it also helped me discover that my relationship with my ex was not healthy at all. Not unless he's willing to learn and accept the fact that you are, do have anxiety and like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then, but there was also, that's the part of like the domestic abuse and all that stuff came to light. And I was like, oh, none of this is normal. In therapy, like you were saying stuff and she was like, that's not. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. But beforehand, you're like, this is normal. Be- beforehand, I thought, this is normal. This is how Because it was normal people, to you. That's, I had just been stuck in there for 10 years, and I thought, that's this is how people do things. So I learned a lot. Um, I still go to therapy. Um, and also bringing back, like, burn and, like, working out, um... At that time when all this was happening, I found burn and it helped me just, you know, be somewhere different, be around different people. Also, it's a release. Oh, yeah. Like when you're working out. And I've I've said this before, like if people want to do like steady state cardio where Mm -hmm. they're like running for like a long, long time, like that's great. But the intensity of it. Is like too low that to where I can still think like I'm still th- or yoga. Yeah. Yoga is the best example. Yeah. Because I can't focus. Like mm-hmm. I can't get to that 
zen place where like right. where people are. Yeah. So when I'm doing like a Metcon that's 10 minutes long or five minutes long and you're just, yeah. you're not thinking about anything else. Oh yeah. So like it's a, it's a good chance to get away, but there's lots of people that want something traumatic happens in their life. If they find fitness, like it can't, it can be a good place to cope. It can also be a place to overdo it, which mm-hmm. happens a lot too. Mm-hmm. People start to, you know, yeah, almost overdo it, but no, that makes sense. So you found burn, yeah, right around that time, yeah, and it helped a lot, and it did make me feel better, like mentally. Um, you know, when I tell my therapist, when I told them I was working out every day, they're like, "That's great, they love that." They're like, "That's really going to help you," and I mean, it does really help me. If I miss a day, I feel kind of like sad about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you legitimately you release, you know, neurotransmitters like yeah. Other drugs, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it's the healthiest form. <laughs> true, true. But yeah, there's definitely, there's ways to go on the other end. Because then some people start to go crazy. It could be a little obsessive. Yeah, which... it really can. But everyone, that's where where you see people that maybe were overweight and then something traumatic happens. And then they take on fitness and they're like just balls to the wall. Yeah. Every single day. It's like their way of coping with the situation. Yeah. And like, and everybody's that. copes different. So like the same person could cope by eating. Yeah. And that could be, it's just, yeah. it's different degrees for different people. Yeah. We find something different and we kind of just stick with it. Um, which, you know, it's great that, cause I'm a little OCD too, a little bit. So I'm glad it, I didn't. I don't think I'm OCD with working out, so. No. I think that's good. <laughs> I don't think so. What's your favorite exercise? Um, what's my favorite? I mean, I don't think I really have a favorite. I just know I don't love running. Um, but I love jump squats, anything squatting, obviously. Imagine that. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who has perfect biomechanics for squatting. Love squatting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your least favorite? But running. Running. Yeah, that counts, I guess. It could be you all the running I did. I mean, it could be all the running I did that it's year true. I went to military school. They run like crazy. I mean, we were like running. Any sort of like, whether, whether it's like military or like my brother in the police academy, like. Yeah. Any of that stuff. Their PT is just like body weight conditioning every single day the same damn thing and like in a group like you have to stay in your group and sing the army songs it's like that's a lot going on i ain't about that <laughs> like i don't know what i mean there were the songs yeah and you had to stay in step i'm like dude it's like a 2020 version of uh major pain yeah for real where you're the lead it was a lot of running and then like shortly right after that um like Charles, they decided to get a indoor football team. So arena football. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was a cheerleader for that. Where dreams go to die. <laughs> arena football, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly what it's it NFL, was. CFL, arena. It was so crazy, <laughs> but we but as a cheerleader then. Um, our workouts were like, let's go to the track and run. So I was like, I'm so done with running. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be at no track ever again. Well, it makes sense that you're like now on the, like, finally I can lift some weights. I know. You know I'm like, really like it. I mean, yeah. 
Um, do you have any like when you when you're lifting? Do you have specific like goals you're trying to hit? Is there like a weight or a movement you're trying to? Well, with my lifting, I mean, obviously that snatch, I gotta get that better. But my goals, I feel like as long as I did better than last time, I'm happy. Even if at you know, like the last time, even though I wasn't supposed to PR that clean and jerk. Yeah. But I did by 10 pounds, and I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Because for some reason, when I'm putting, you know, when I'm loading that that bar, when I see it, like, adding more weight, it's like, oh, I haven't done that before. I'm low-key going to start adding weight when you're not looking. Maybe, because when I do it, when I do it myself, and I'm like, okay, I already know, even if it's by five pounds, I haven't done it. So I just yeah. I get kind of stuck. So anytime I, I can do better than before. Well, the the difference is like if you're just getting started with snatching and cleaning jerks, like your your one your one hundred percent max isn't really what it is. Mm-hmm. Like you're capable of more, but your I... technique is holding you back. Yeah, because you're way yeah. stronger than the numbers that you can do, but you have to learn technique before you can increase the weight efficiently. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't work technique, then you're going to be stuck in the same spot for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's, I mean, as far as like you go, like if you want to take a five pound jump, 10 pound jump when you're not supposed to, yeah. that's not crazy because it's not like, you're going to be PRing a ton. Yeah. You should be at this, yeah. at this stage. Yeah. Well, like and I'm something. excited cause I got my shoes. Now I need a belt. I need one of them belts. Yes. Because when, like, if you were like, I just did, I just PR'd and then I did it two more times, like the same weight. Yeah. If I, if I was like, I just PR'd and did like at the weight that I'm come to after seven years working with, everyone would be like, Jesus, what's going on? Uh-huh. Like, cause the difference would be like my 100% is max effort as opposed to like still trying to build Got the it. technique up from the bottom. Yeah. 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 What uh, what advice would you have for somebody that wants to try burn or is scared to try burn or, let's say, has anxiety about it and yeah. needs to get past it? I think, number one, you mentioned already, is finding someone to come with. I definitely find a buddy. Talking to someone, which is interesting that you talked Chelsea into it. Chelsea didn't talk you into it in that situation. Um, and she said the same thing. Yeah. She said it was your idea. Well... Yeah, it is interesting for someone to be anxious. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a well, hot just, mess. <laughs> sometimes you just like something just the trigger goes off and you're like, I'm ready to do this. I I'm mean, like ready to make yeah. a change. Like I, I love trying new things. Um, but yes, yeah, sometimes that anxiety kind of is like, what are you doing? So obviously anytime I want to try something new, Chelsea's the first person I text and I'm like, let's go. Um and like I told you, she is anxious too. And we kind of feed off of each yeah. other's anxiety, <laughs> but we can also be like, let's go, you know? So I would definitely say find a buddy. Um, I'm always telling people, like when I'm talking about burn, when I tell people about burn, I'm like, text me, I'll come work out with you, yeah. you know? Cause I know how scary that is. Well, anybody that like on the stupid hip Hendersonville, that page and stuff oh, yeah. that are like, has anyone heard, like they're asking, has anyone heard about Burn Boot Camp? <laughs> and I'm just like, just come try it. Yeah. It's 14 days. Like you're never going to know. Everyone's like, well, is it intense? Do they run? Do they do? Mm-hmm. show up and do it? And if you like yeah. it, 
you like it. If you don't, yeah. you don't. Yeah. You definitely can't be asking, you know, like looking because everyone's experience is going to be different. So I think the best thing is for you to come over here and actually try it and see it, you know? Yeah. Um, I think you'll love it for sure. Um, you didn't, we didn't finish Paul Wall. So did you ever meet Paul Wall? So how did you? Don't think I've been thinking about that in the past 20 minutes. (laughs) I've been, I've been over here sitting sideways. You're just. Hey. (laughs) Okay. This, this rolly chair is still tipping over here. You're silly. So (laughs) that's great. (laughs) Um, I can't remember. All I remember is them being in the car, like at the like I'm in the front of the school. Please describe the car. What in what school? Oh, okay. This was like Charles. It was called Lagrange. Um, we were the Gators, obviously. What school? High school. Okay, and they're also in high school. No, their cousin. They were with their cousin picking up a cousin. How old are you? Sixteen. All right, getting creepier. Continue. Exactly. So I'm just outside minding my own business, and it was like a big black. What is that? Like an Oldsmobile? Like the big old black car? Like a giant? Uh, old, like like a, a caddy or something? Like an Impala? An old Impala? It wasn't the Impala. <laughs> it wasn't the. It was like this long black car. I was thinking Young Jock. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Okay, continue. So... Was it SUV or like a... What? No, it was like a, the... It's probably a Cadillac. I want to say it's a Cadillac or Oldsmobile. Really long. Black. And I'm just um, hanging out. Like, I was going to go do something. I don't know. Were the rims gigantic? Were the rims? Yeah. yeah with the okay. rims. Okay. Were they spinners? <laughs> Were they Adams. really? Duh. <laughs> yes. Everything was a spinner. Yes! <laughs> And they just kind of rolled down the window and was like, hey, you want to come hang out? And I was like, uh, no, I don't. I'm still, I still put the the gum wrapper on my teeth for my grill (laughs) because I'm 16, Paul Wall. But you also have to remember, like, I'm in high school. Um, Our school was pretty mixed. There was, like, a good mix of everybody. So there wasn't, like, it was a good mix. But Diverse here, is what you're yeah, yeah. But here I am, and people are like, "What? What? What are you? Where are you from?" They look at me. They're like, "Are you Mexican?" But you're not. So I kind of always stuck out, and I was a good girl. Like I just kind of like quiet to myself, you know. I hung out with the guys, but like in a just hanging out. I feel like everyone thought of me as like their little sister yep. kind of thing. Um, but then there was always that one guy that's like, Hey babe, let's, let's go. And I'm like, uh, no dude. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So I felt like I kind of got that a lot. So even if you're Paul wall, I'm 16. I already had plans for that day. I'm not getting in this car with you. <laughs> so not only do you not want to go, but you're like, I'm alright. Yeah, like you're just another not cool dude. Enough. Just not doing it. Like I don't know where this <laughs> is ending, so I'm not gonna go. That's there. probably a good call. For sure. Last question: uh, Is there any like when you, as far as like your Puerto Rican heritage goes, do you make anything food wise as Puerto Rican, or is there anywhere close? I doubt there's anywhere in freaking Nashville well, that's Puerto Rican, but if there's any good spots that you know of, I don't know. So, 
There, there is a Puerto Rican restaurant in Nashville. Okay, it's called Salsa. Is it good? It's good. My only problem is they don't have the stuff that I want, like pasteles. That's what I'm talking. Like I want, yeah, legit stuff. They don't have that. Can you make any of that? I can make some stuff, like arroz con gandules and go. just like the chicken and stuff like that. Um, my mom makes the pasteles and mofongo, which she's kind of trying to teach me. So I need to make that but i'm trying to get cultured bro dude like you go to florida every time i go to florida there's always like a little puerto rican somewhere obviously um and then we did have in gallatin (laughs) there was like a tire place that was like a puerto rican thing too i'm sorry it had food in the tire place uh yeah so that that probably probably fire though it was but they closed (laughs) and i was like what so yeah, that I would, kind of. Stuff. I would have loved some tire Puerto Rican food. I mean, for sure, it's I like so. that's authentic as right. hell. Mm-hmm. Some street food, exactly. All right, thanks for coming on. Yay.